Hey everybody, Lee here with some bonus content for you. What you're about to hear is a crossover interview that we did with Tulips and Honey a little while ago, and uh, we both cross-posted it on our respective feeds, but it was a it was a fun and energetic conversation. Uh, we got into some serious topics and some fun topics and some serious topics that are fun, because uh, those aren't all mutually exclusive. And had a great time. We really appreciate Lauren having us on. And I hope you guys enjoy listening to this interesting crossover discussion slash interview with Tulips and Honey. Yeah, thank you for tuning in. It's more than a podcast. Inexhaustible episodes. God's vast. Glorify him as we broadcast the Lord's grace and God's wrath. More serious than a bomb blast. Full disclosure inside the title. No surprises, simply put, guys with Bibles. Yeah, just some regular reborn reformed cats. If it's in the Bible, then they're gonna speak on that. Cause the scripture is the final word. Okay. Competing ideas, quite absurd. Of this, you can be quite assured. Yeah. We were lost in the dark. Darkness of night immersed in sin, but then the light emerged. It was the Son of God, divine Christ, that shines light. The word in Genesis that assigned life in hindsight and was revealed through the prophets and apostles. We magnify and expound on the power of the gospel. Yeah, yeah. You are listening to guys with Bibles, studying scripture, discussing doctrine, glorifying God. With your hosts, Sean. What's up, everybody? This is Guys with Bibles. I'm Scott. I'm Sean. And I'm Lee. <laughs> and we're here today with Tulips and Honey with our Hi, special guest, Lauren. So That's me. Everyone welcome her. Thank you. Yay. All Happy right. Tulips and Honey. And Becca's not here, not with us at this point, but we alive. miss her already, and we haven't alive, even talked but, to her. Yeah, not, she's not with us, but she's alive and well, but yes, that's right. right. You only have half half a total. No, I mean, I don't know how much you paid to get us here, but you should get half a refund, you know? Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll look yeah. into that. Yeah, that's that's a problem, because I already wrote this off on my taxes. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> and I have a lot of answering to do. Okay. Right. We, ha- we have an itinerary to go by today. Well, we're yeah. just going to throw that out. We're going to wing it. And, um, <laughs> No, no, we should no, stick we, to the itinerary. Yeah, we need it. <laughs> Scott's we been plotting it. the overthrow of this episode for at least three hours. Yeah. <laughs> I keep telling him to turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> Come, Brian. <laughs> this is our show now. <laughs> well, well, I'll start with the first question. Um, Lauren, so who are Tulips and Honey? Like, just tell us about what Tulips and Honey, like, wh- who you guys are and what you guys do. Well, they're a flower, Sean. Hey, and you be quiet. get honey from bees, okay? That's a good point. You be, you like, we quiet. don't have to go into the, um, like, specifics the exploitation of, of bees. <laughs> the exploitation. <laughs> oh, no, social justice. Just, have you guys struggled with that? Like, every time I go to say no. social distancing, I say social justice. Like, I have to stop myself <laughs> We have a we have a friend who is a social justice warrior on Facebook, and we have to really tone him down every once in a while. Oh, I'll, I'll pray really? for you guys. Yes, <laughs> he's making it. he's making fun of Jer Bear. <laughs> oh, I would Jer never, Bear. poor guy. 
Yes, I'm making fun of Jerry <laughs> Bear. Wow, I'm sorry. Okay, so I did promise squirrels at the beginning, but Tulips and Honey, we're um, we're a reformed uh, Baptist reformed podcast. Um, Tulips is for the um, the five points of Calvinism, and then the honey comes with the sweet words that the verse in Proverbs that talks about you know honeycomb, sweet words, stuff like that. And so that's how we kind of came up with our name. Um, I started podcasting, I think maybe at the end of July last year, and mostly we just talk about like. Um, nonsense and gobbledygook but every now and then we'll interview really cool people and we'll try to address some sort of important topics but we try to come at the the discussion from like an educational format because we came out of word of faith and so there's a lot of things that we had to learn so we're trying to help people who have also come out of word of faith that are having to learn all these big words and and all of this like this terminology from the reformed camp that can be a little overwhelming so that's pretty much what we do but so I have what the same is, question for you guys. After, after what is know. word of faith, if you don't mind? Is it oh, yeah. more charismatic background? or? So um, the word of faith would be a term that would be like a blanket statement. You would have the um, charismatic people. There would be still like the, out, the outliers, the people that are a little bit more... Um, it, so I guess I guess the best way to put it is you've got your Benny Hens and your Joel Osteens, and they're all under this camp of word of faith. Anybody who believes that your words have power would be considered somebody that has a word of faith teaching, word of faith tendencies. But that can okay. include people that are like holding the snakes to their arms, all the way over to people who are just preaching prosperity gospel. So it's a pretty it's a pretty wide ranging term, which I think makes it a little bit more right. difficult to to really take it down. Right. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, what about you guys? What is guys with Bibles? I don't know. <laughs> well, we are we are three random guys um, who decided we were going to discuss doctrine. Um, we were going to s- study together, live in the Word together, and try to glorify God through a Facebook podcast at first. It was more of a mm-hmm. Facebook Live uh, news feed, and it became it kind of grew into a podcast um, through. Yeah, we Dwayne, were we were fortunate. We help, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, you go. We ahead. were fortunate enough early on. We were we were getting some traction. We were getting some traction with the Facebook videos, and um, actually, a lovely couple from our church donated uh, some funds to us so we could actually purchase we purchased microphones. Uh, and so rather than having a, an iPad, you know, three feet away from us to film us, we actually got to move into the audio medium, which, as you can tell by looking at us on Zoom, is the right move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so great. Oh, my goodness. That. I, you know but, what? The best part about, I guess, being a woman is at least we can lather so much makeup on that you can't see. But I... I I wake up looking like death every morning. You can't tell that I'm alive anymore. And so I feel bad for anybody that has to see me without. And I wish that there was like a filter that would just put it on there. Cause that's my least favorite thing about being on YouTube. I fought YouTube hard. Like Becca was for YouTube mm-hmm. for a long time and I fought it. And 50% of the reason I didn't want to go on YouTube was cause I knew I would have to do my makeup and I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sean does his makeup. Yeah. <laughs> when I wake up in the morning, this this thing doesn't look like this. Like I'll have yeah. one side down and one side up. It depends on what side I sleep. So, you know, I have to. I have to take. 
I spend more time on my mustache than I do my hair. He really oh, that's does. So funny. That you, is you hilarious. Do your, you do your American Psycho beauty routine in the morning, the three and a half <laughs> yeah. hour, like, face <laughs> peel. And... Face peel. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. That's a ridiculous movie. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you you know, your video's not doing watch. it justice. Like, the mustache is a lot more epic. Maybe I can insert a picture here so people can see. The mustache is way more epic than the video is, yeah. is letting on. But, yeah. I mean, you guys all have the reformed the reformed facial hair before we move on to the next question <laughs> have any of you guys had to like trim down because of the like current situation with the pandemic i refuse to yeah i shaved my entire <laughs> face did you my husband's had to yeah he was devastated yeah. it was really sad and I, he uh, had a charles my Burton beard was like on. down to here it yeah was, no. yeah yeah it was it was a nice beard and then he just came oh. in i work with scott we work together oh, so. wow so um, the one day I come in, he just I'm walked like, in and he's clean a baby. Shave, and I was like, "What happened? What happened to you?" <laughs> I was like, "Put it back on. This is awful." <laughs> is there a fire? What happened? Oh my goodness! I feel so bad. Like I saw this on Twitter the uh, a while back, whenever this was all starting, that somebody was like, "Please pray for the men that are having to trim their beards." And I was like, "That'll <laughs> never happen. That'll never affect our family." You know, you just you don't think these tragedies are going to come to your house, and yeah. and then you know, my husband comes home and he's like, "My medical my medical mask isn't fitting. They're going to make me cut cut my beard." And I was like, "What? No." We've worked so hard for so long. <laughs> I like how it becomes a we. We yeah. have worked so hard. <laughs> My wife said the same thing. She didn't talk to me for a month. It's a collective project. <laughs> I'll talk to you whenever that beard grows back. No, I do. Yeah. I do take quite a good, like a lot of a lot of care to my husband's beard. I'm, I'm very uh, conscientious of like you know what we put. We got to put the right stuff there. Yeah. To make sure it doesn't prickle my face and everything, you know, there's nothing worse than that. Smell good. <laughs> yes, it's gotta exactly. Gotta be combed. It's gotta be nicely yep. groomed. That's right. Does he use a beard straightener? I have tried on his beard, but he already has very straight beard hair, and he's That's like incredible. one of those guys. I know. I, I'm like, why? Why are you complaining? He doesn't like what? it. He wishes he had a normal beard, and I'm like, I see people straightening their beards all the time. I have a beard straightener specifically really? just for my beard. Yeah. That is oh. so cool. Oh my goodness. Yes. God's really high maintenance. Don't <laughs> maybe, you talk to maybe me you like have that. the American psycho routine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're sharing, They're sharing the routine. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just I have like as a as a woman with just like a short, small amount of beard going on, I'm sure it'll get better as I get older. <laughs> I have a slight obsession. You know, one of these days I'll make oh it my to goodness. the bearded ladies. <laughs> Oh, you make yourself beardless and it will go away. <laughs> and give me money and it'll happen. And give you money. If I don't do both, right? It's not going to work. <laughs> right. You got to do both. You got to say the words and give me the money. Hey, oh, we, told, uh, we told Sean when we first started this podcast, you had to have a beard to be on the podcast. Yeah. And, and we told him I you am... had to just will it on. Name it, claim it. <laughs> Use your free will, baby. You see what I happened? I don't grow. I don't grow hair here. Like No way. I don't grow yeah, it That's just doesn't so grow. So I just let Man. it go. And I was like, what happens? What ha is what happens? It, it doesn't matter anymore. So <laughs> ding, 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 ding. my husband doesn't grow beard hair right here. So he has like, you know, the soul patch naturally and then nothing yeah. grows right here. It's really it's yep. like I wish That's I had That's what I home. got. See, yeah. I'm like I'm pretty sure that that's maybe not normal. It makes for an everybody. interesting profile. Yeah, it's just, just right here. 
I don't know why, but <laughs> I can't wait for him to see this. <laughs> I know you're this paying. It's just going to be like I an hour it. of us pointing to our faces. I know, right? He's going to be like, why did you talk about beards for 20 minutes? Why would you not talk about beards for why 20 minutes? Why would you minutes? not? Happen. Yeah, this is important. Beards are life. Yeah. <laughs> we are bringing the important about- topics. Yeah, my uh, kids. Spurgeon quote about how like- it's... They hated you when you were beardless, didn't they? They didn't even know me. Oh, that's so sad. There is, you're right, Lee, there is a Spurgeon quote about that. I have that quote over here. It is on my phone, and I'm going to pull it up because it's that important. Um, It's manly and beneficial. Yeah. 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 And it's true. And if Spurgeon said it, it's accurate. So, I mean. Yeah. Whatever he says is. Yeah. Can't debate the Spurge. I wouldn't want to. I would definitely yes. not want to. Okay, I'm so sorry. I totally got you guys off topic. So what you guys are is your um, three group, three three men with beards, and and you talk about scriptures. That was that was the answer. Yeah, three men. Our, ta- and a goat. our tagline. We we tried to summarize the whole thing into the tagline of the show, which you'll hear it in the in the opening uh, song. But it's uh, studying scripture, discussing doctrine, and glorifying God. You try to mess take it up three- every time. Yeah. Well, that's- <laughs> That's why we had Hawk put, put it in the song, and then you don't have to say it anymore. Yeah, I don't have to say it anymore. I love your intro song. It's really, really epic. That's, that's Hazakim all over that. They did a yeah, great job with that song. I yeah, I did. That's epic. When I edit the podcast, every time it switches to like the uh, the announcer voice, I get a chill down my spine every time. <laughs> you are listening. <laughs> Ooh, you are listening to Guys <laughs> with Bibles. I th- it sounds so official. Yeah, it's epic. I love that. Did did Dwayne does he put that stuff together for all of the podcasters on the network? I don't know. No, but no, we, no, I, we I reached, I reached yeah. out to Tony from Hazakim on Twitter and he oh, nice. me and him talked for a while and we we set it up so it was money so I just well need spent. To reach- I oh money well money never mind I was gonna say I just need to reach out to him but never mind <laughs> yes it was a pretty penny so oh well worth every penny it sounds oh, it epic. Was, we own it we own it we That's own true. it <laughs> yes no one is touching that bad Dwayne boy Dwayne has great music too yes I T. like Barlow it. I like does a great lot. job with Dwayne's music yeah. yeah yeah he does and we had T Barlow on our show so oh yeah. sweet That's guy. Right. She didn't ask that question. She did not ask that question. (laughs) But I can link to it up above, listeners. If you're listening and you haven't gotten to see that, or actually, it won't work if you're listening. But if you're on YouTube and you haven't gotten to listen to that, I can link to it above. Click that little card up above. You'll get to see that episode that they're talking about right there. So that's one of the cool things about YouTube. I can put links up above. That's right. This song spit fire. Yeah, that song's amazing. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, next, All right. let's see here. Um, I'm doing a terrible job of uh, keeping us going, <laughs> but what are some of your favorite reformers or theologians that helped you become the nice up- upstate? You guys wrote this question, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Is I this wrote one it. of y'all? I <laughs> love <Sean>. this question. <laughs> what has helped make you guys nice upstanding reformed guys with Bibles? Oh. <laughs> it's kind of that is question. so hard. <laughs> well, um, one of my favorites is Richard Sibbs, who was a oh, Puritan dude. preacher. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He's my boy. I love mm, Richard Sibbs. Especially in the sermons. Like, he's, when he's teaching 
it's so he he has such a tender heart toward his listeners, and so he's careful with the exegesis, but is also careful to communicate it in a graceful way to his congregation or to others that he was speaking to. Um, there's a great book; it's like a mini book from um, from Banner of Truth, and it was a sermon that he preached at the funeral of a friend. But and I can't remember the title of it. But it's it's a little purple book. Um, phenomenal. Uh, wow, what a, great... <laughs> <laughs> what a fan! What a fan! He didn't even title it that. Uh, World's okay. biggest fan, but yeah. I don't remember the name. Don't t- remember I've heard the of that one though. Book. I'm totally googling it right I'm now. I'm nervous. I'm camera shy. I'm camera shy. I probably have it here somewhere. <laughs> right? But, oh know, my so goodness. Yeah. So oh, he's he's one of my favorites. I like that. That's good stuff. What What about you, Sean? What What is um, some of the theologians or reform dudes that, uh, that have helped you? Well, uh, coming out of the Catholic Church, I instantly felt drawn to Martin Luther, and I read a lot of Luther before I actually became like reformed. Before Scott abducted me and made me become a Calvinist, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, I read a lot of Martin Luther, uh, especially one of my favorites of his is Bondage of the Will. If you've never read that, I highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. Um, Ah, Lusa, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was excellent. (laughs) And Spurgeon. I love Spurgeon. I've read a lot of Spurgeon stuff, especially a lot of the sermons. And um, let's see. John Bunyan's book, Grace Abounding to the Chief of Sinners. Is oh, amazing. I that one. That's a great book. I love John Bunyan. Uh, those are probably my top three. And of course, John Calvin. That was just on sale on Kindle, by the way. It was like a dollar ninety nine. I just I saw it last Bunyan. night. Actually. The Bunyan book. Yeah, uh, Grace Abounding. Yeah. What was it on That's Kindle? Kindle. Yeah, you won't like that, Scott. No. <laughs> Scott's <laughs> eyes are allergic to e ink. <laughs> I am allergic to anything PDF. Yeah. Oh man, I was really pumped though because I, I can't read. Um, I'm super dyslexic, so it's it's easier for me to listen to audiobooks and stuff. And I um I had somehow gotten what's called Kindle Unlimited. I don't really know what that is oh. or what it means, but oh. I get a bunch of free yeah. books. It's really exciting. That's awesome. Like everybody I'd... is releasing all their books for free right now, so there's so yeah, they many. Do read them there. to you? Yeah. Well, um, they don't actually read them Sometimes. to you, but I figured out a way to make my phone do it. So. Mm-hmm. I set right. it up to where, I, yeah, I, I click a special thing and I push a special thing down and it reads to me. It's really nice. Yeah. It, it's a robot voice, though. So it, I, it's uh, some weird, weird translation. I am also dyslexic, Lauren. So No way. Are you really? Oh, right. that's so it's, cool. High five. Woo-hoo. People right now are dyslexic right now. So that's great. Oh, nice. Oh, man. Yeah. That's so funny. So is, re- reading is difficult for me. It, comes it is, over. right? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I've, and everybody's like, what <laughs> do you, how do you read so like, fast? I'm like, I don't read. That's how I read so fast. I listen. I, <laughs> one eye. I just, I don't. <laughs> it's way easier. Well, Scott, what about you? What kind of uh, reform reformers were really like influential for you? Um, I really enjoy John Bunyan, um, George Whitfield. Um, we got, Benjamin B. Warfield, um, Luther, Calvin, Spurgeon, uh, J.C. Ryle is one of my top favorites. Yeah, I really like Ryle. Um, Ooh, yeah. Oh, now you just now remember him. John Owen and John Knox. Those are. <laughs> it's hard. Wow. 
too aggressive. John Knox is like personally one of my favorites, but Jonathan Edwards has probably been the most influential on my entire um, oversight on scripture. So I would have to say Jonathan Edwards is probably my top. You're so derivative of John Piper. I do not like John Piper. Joy, joy, joy. You got the joy, 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 joy down in your heart. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Piper. He... He has some really good sermons, though, I have to say. I cannot. But. I can't take it. I can't take it. <laughs> I, I think he's hard to read, personally. I think he's hard to well, read. Well, when you say joy through nine chapters, <laughs> you lost me already. <laughs> I, I lost yeah. joy after the first chapter. <laughs> he took it. He stole your joy. I've never, I've never gotten into Piper, but I saw um, uh, this really funny meme the other day that was like, me, me hiding my John Piper books and secretly enjoying it, but not telling any of my reformed friends. <laughs> I mean, I have a few, but I have. I've never gotten to to read any of his work or or listen to hardly any of his sermons. But there's, you know, there's so many other people that it, it's it's like going. reading Francis Chan. I don't know if you've uh, ever read any ugh. of his stuff. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. See. Um, we call we have a, we have a phrase dedicated to Francis Chan. We call it being chant. So if somebody being falls chant. away, <laughs> if they were previously legit and they fall away, they've chanted us. So yeah, we we've like actually that. named a full movement after him. We just got <laughs> chant. Yes, that's right. Was, so I'm we don't want to be chant. like that. <laughs> you can totally take that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> totally, just stole that. It's gonna be. Okay. Just gonna put it in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. Done. That's right. We'll give you credit the first time. Oh, yes. just the first time? No, okay. Just I don't want people time. to actually be hearing after like, After hearing that, I'm plagiarizing it completely. Plagiarizing <laughs> it. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I've never been plagiarized before. That'll be kind of cool. All I'll right. be really, really excited about that. Okay. <laughs> so, be your first. so what What reformer that- has been most formative for you Ooh, in your okay. growth in theology? So when I was reading this like five minutes before, our uh, our episode was supposed to start recording. I was thinking about all the different people that helped me from like the very beginning. And I would have to say that like the person that's actually made the most impact on my theology from from the start would be either like Thomas Watson or or just Calvin reading reading the institutes. Um, but since then, the person that has helped me to grow, I guess, would, would probably have to be Spurgeon. I've read majority of of his books and listened to several of his sermons. Um, obviously, you can't listen to him say them, but they have other people saying them now, which is kind of right. kind of nice. And and um, I think Owen Edwards, lots of lots of the Puritan things to that nature. But definitely, I started out with a lot of the. Um, well, I guess actually, I started out as a new believer, reading a ton of the um, early church fathers. But like, you can't Ooh. really just sit here and be all like, you know, I was I was all influenced by. Right. Polycarp and so <laughs> people be like, uh, "Yeah, Polycarp, okay, totally cool." Yeah, yeah. that's a yeah. lot of fish. <laughs> Thomas Aquinas, yes, thank you. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. So since I, I figured you guys were all fans, and I saw that question before I started, I totally ran upstairs real quick to get this, and I haven't showed this on any of our episodes yet because I've tucked it away. But now I did I'm do scared. a live. I did a live uh, feed of this whenever I got oh, it. Oh, I know what this is. You totally got me this for my birthday, and I haven't gotten to show it on the show yet, and so I thought this would be a really good time. But this is Charles Spurgeon's own sermon notes. 
What? I like, know, uh, right? Like, legit? Like, legit, yeah. Isn't that neat? So I can't, I was told not, I took it out of the plastic for that live event, oh. and I got so many messages of people that were like, don't touch it! And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll oh never do it again. I'm so sorry. But I thought you guys would like that. It's really, really cool. You can kind wow. of see, like, some of his writing and then some of like uh, his, his, he's correcting himself. Apparently. I can't wow. see a thing. What, really, what reform historian did you have to bludgeon in a dark alley? <laughs> These guys, they sell stuff like this. Um, this Virgin college. They get like a handful of, wow. of his notes. The more heavily edited they are, the more they charge. So for my birthday this year, my husband bought me the least edited because <laughs> it's insane what they charge. And I'm so thankful. <laughs> I know, like for a piece of paper, but he was like, "This is this is history," you know. And he knew I would I would absolutely die, and I did. Wow. I died. He, he's a medical professional. He resuscitated me, so everything is okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Don't you guys worry, would enjoy babe. that. So There's a second mortgage out on the house. I, got you this. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't believe it when he was showing me. Like, if you want the whole sermon instead of just one, this is like. A, a chapter and a half of his sermon. So it's oh like a tiny goodness. portion. How much is how much is a whole sermon? It's like three thousand dollars if you want the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, all right. I, Bang! I thought it, I thought it would be more than that actually, so <laughs> you'd have to sell a lot of apples and animal crossing to make that money. Yeah. That's, yes. That's <laughs> No, I thought the amount he spent on this one, which was the cheapest, the cheapest one that they had, was still too much. But I mean, uh, as far as birthday gifts go, I, I'm pretty sure he's not going to be able to beat that ever again. So good luck, honey. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next, I'm is entertained the, by your lives as the one bachelor in the room here. Are you the lone bachelor? The, oh the man, ba the, the lone childless bachelor. Oh, we got to fix that. <laughs> we got to get that fixed for you, buddy. <laughs> There's lots of lovely reformed ladies out there. I'm sure there are. <laughs> well, they're not here. <laughs> Did you hear the despair? <laughs> not in Ohio. Yeah, not in Ohio. Wherever they are, they're not here. Oh, boy. They're probably all in, like, Idaho or something, and they all go to... Uh, they're probably uh, all homeschooled, you know? And yes. Hey, I was yeah. homeschooled, so... Collected in a single somewhere. camp, you know? <laughs> Listen, Drinking just head on away. over to the charismatic mega churches, find one, get and her reform. reformed and saved. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Boom. That's right. That's what we've told Lee. We're like, man, you just got to snatch one up out of the Arminian pool and then just reform her. You know? <laughs> Purification by fire. Yes, you know? there you go. It's a simple That's task. So simple. It's easy. It's easier than it sounds, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what about books, guys? I, think, I feel like we listed quite a few books here, but like, if you had to name one book and one Bible passage, which, which one would be your favorite? Hmm. Like, book out of the Bible or book in yes. general? Oh. And you can't say Bible as your book. you got to say a different book. Book in general? <laughs> Yeah, so I which book are the passage in the scriptures, and then which one outside of scripture? All of Grace by Charles Spurgeon. Oh, um, that was huge for me when I was first uh, becoming a Calvinist, uh, helping me to see grace in all aspects of the Bible and theology, because that was something I, I didn't have a concept of. Um, and also kind of next to that as well, probably my favorite passage being Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. 
because that was kind of what opened my eyes um, to seeing to seeing Calvinist leanings in Scripture. Um, that was kind of what woke me up to understanding that um, and and believing that more than what I had believed previously as an Arminian, for sure. Yeah. That's wonderful whenever we see yeah. that in scripture and you can kind mm-hmm. of just be like, oh, wait, it's it's right here. What yeah. about you, Sean? How, how about you? Uh, well, the very first Reformed author I ever read was R.C. Sproul. And I What's wrong with you people? Yes, oh, you sounded just like him. Oh, my goodness. My husband's been practicing that for months. Like... <laughs> He comes up behind me and he either says the blasphemy from Paul Washer or the what's wrong oh. with you people to see if he can confuse me. That is so great. I can't wait uh, till he sees this. But it's, it was a combination of the holiness of God and chosen by God. Um, oh, both yeah. those books by Sproul that really kind of helped me understand Calvinism and Reformed theology a lot more than what I had. And I would say for my scripture passage it's kind of it's it's a really simple one but um when i was catholic and i i started studying for the priesthood i really got into scripture a lot more than most catholics unfortunately and i came across romans 8 1 and uh after studying and studying and studying i came across that verse and it just it, it like smacked me in the face and uh it kind of woke me up a little bit. So I always jump back to that verse all the time. Yeah. So you were studying to become a priest. Yeah. I was going to be a priest. Unfortunately, Yes. Can you imagine? Is that, is that what you pulled him out of Scott? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> By the time I met Scott, I was out of the Catholic church. So, Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. So he says, have you guys done episodes about that yet? And I've missed it. Yes, we actually did those in the very beginning, was, didn't we? It was really oh, okay. early on. Yeah, I haven't that gotten that fi- far. I think that was in the it Facebook stage. It might have been the Facebook stage. Oh, yeah. we'll have to redo it then. That's fascinating. That was three what? years ago. That yeah, was three when, years ago, When it? he was studying for being a priest or whenever oh, y'all were doing no, this on no, Facebook? No. Oh, no, okay. when, we, when we talked about it. <laughs> when I became a fisher of young men, you know? and just There you go. <laughs> Oh, Lee, that gives me a great idea. Just go and find the people, that, the women that are trying to become nuns and, and fish them out of there. Oh, there you go. There, there you go. go. Yeah. That's find what Luther did. So. Yes, it's there you go. for Luther, it's good enough for me. <laughs> That's right. Amen. <laughs> Scott, how about find you? Which, which books are, uh, are influential? <laughs> 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 I'm trying so hard to sound like I'm... Like I'm, I'm Focusing. <laughs> None of us are professionals. It's okay. No, we are not professional. Yay! It's a whole group of us not being professional. <laughs> I'm in the wrong meeting. Are you? <laughs> well, give me a break, Scott. You're the most unhinged of all of us. <laughs> I don't know you people. Scott, I don't know what so you're talking about. Whoa, you people. You people. You people. What do you mean by you people? You. But anyways, my favorite, my favorite book, I would say, um, throughout scripture is probably the book of Ezekiel. Um, I love Ezekiel. I think that's a great book. Um, I just get lost in it. I I really enjoy it. Um, if I were to pick a passage out of Ezekiel, it'd be Ezekiel 36, 24 through 27. 
um, where God's telling them that I will sprinkle upon you and I will bless you with my Holy Spirit, remove the heart of stone, give you a heart of flesh. That was probably one of my favorite verses um, that really just stuck with me. And then if I were to pick a book, that is probably one of my favorites. Um, it would have to be John Bunyan, Holy War, um, just because I, I enjoy reading that one. So That is a good one. I, I don't think a lot of people realize that John Bunyan wrote just some fantastic Allegories. stuff. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the Pilgrim's Progress is fantastic, but if you get past that and you read some of his other stuff, I mean, it. It's just, it, it blows me away. Even Spurgeon said that that All of Grace was one of his um, top books. And yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he had like 100,000 books in his library. That's a pretty big, yeah. it's a pretty big compliment towards that yeah, book. I'm, but I'm getting pretty close. Are you? <laughs> I was yeah, told, <laughs> as soon as we started moving, I was told that I wasn't allowed to collect books anymore. And I'm like, oh. and my, you know, my husband is looking at all of my books and he's like, why? You can't read any of these. <laughs> 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 you can't read and and i don't want to lift them and carry them but yeah i did i had but in his defense at least back then they were all like joel osteen and joyce meyer books so i mean we, we're kind of glad now that we did all and we didn't take them with us but one good summer of bonfires and they'd be gone yeah there you go we, we <laughs> hey, did throw them away. we did that at the church one um where we had to go through the church library because we're yeah. We're slowly like reforming the church or trying to get the library at least reformed because well it is guys. definitely charismatic when we were in there, like Beth Moore, Joel Olstein. I think there were some yeah, T.D. Jakes. Um, <laughs> there was some, there there was some, some garbage in there. We got rid of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I took it to half price books, you know, <laughs> and I was like, cool, we're going to take all the half price books with all the heresy. And see what we can actually put towards filling our library that we just right. dwindled. And they gave me five dollars for like four <laughs> laundry baskets full of books. And me and my all. wife, we were like, "Wow, that was a waste of time and money." So I was like, "No well. joke!" Oh my goodness! I actually found a lot of really great books over at like the the thrift store. I would run and grab them, but they're they're in the other room. But I found um, a bunch of Charles Spurgeon stuff there. At the really? store. They Why were buy one get one free idea. for a dollar. I, I was in shock. I was like, wait a minute, who gives these a, who who donated these to you guys? And the lady was so sweet. She was like, Oh, there's you know, there's some Christians in town that donated them so other people could read, you know, solid, wow. solid stuff. And I was like, That's what I'm talking wow. about. Okay, I'll be coming That's back cool. like weekly. And we're gonna snatch them all up for ourselves. <laughs> I did. Oh, I can't even I know I'm so bad I did. I bought several of them and I brought them home and my husband again, he was like, Why? Why? <laughs> you need, well, I could give them away to Honey, to, they to look someone. amazing on That's my bookshelf. That's what bookshow. I said. Oh, exactly what I said. I was like, but they look really cool. It looks like we're super smart. <laughs> we got all these have. <laughs> this is part of our mysticism. Yes. <laughs> it makes it look like we're super duper reformed, okay? He needs a long exactly. beard, and I need lots of books on the shelves, and then we're good to go, and, and everything is fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've been so trying to pull now. that off for years. Yeah. I, what, no. Did you guys ever find anything good to replace um, at, your, at your church for the library? And was everybody, like, super thankful, or did you get some pushback? Uh, it never got replenished. Oh no, I have some books. Yeah. Oh my! Unfortunately, 
I can't uh, send them to you right now, though, because our library fund got canceled. Next. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> what can you get with five dollars? You know. But my favorite um, book in scripture is actually Job, and the portion of it that I like the most is the part where God is speaking. I love that coming out of the Word of Faith. You know. Um, I, I don't know why, but I immediately went to Job. Like that was the first book that I did a heavy study in. So the the first year, somehow I heard John MacArthur explaining within my first year of being saved that if you can repeatedly read the same portion of scripture over and over again until you get it really like in your head, that would be helpful. So I did that with Job where I picked like three chapters and I'd read those three chapters for a week. And then I'd move on to the next three. And whenever I got to the portion where God was speaking, I think I stuck there for like a month. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. God's talking in here. And I would tell like everybody in my family, but like, you got to listen to how funny this is. Like he just told Job <laughs> to like gird up his loins because he's going to ask him some questions. <laughs> and yeah. I just, yeah. I just Get ready, big Joe, guy. Get your big boy oh, pants yeah. on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. I'm about to tell you. That. Yes. Like, uh, who are you? Oh man, to even like darken yeah. my door with your counsel. Yeah, I just I love everything about that portion. It was really really impactful. Um, and as far as books go, I, I on the on the list of my top favorites. Um, so the uh, book that I read, I think that would that I would say was my favorite book for theology. Um, would probably have to be either Thomas Watson's Ten Commandments or Calvin's Institutes. Those those two books really yeah. helped me understand. Mm-hmm. Well, of course. The Institute's four books, but so oh, this man. book, since you said Thomas Watson, this one's called Heaven Taken by Storm, and it's showing the holy violence a Christian is to put forth in the pursuit after glory. Oh, wow. It is phenomenal. Oh, that phenomenal. sounds really good. Will you hold it up to camera again? One of his, I think, one of his best. Oh, I'm writing that down right now. I have not read that one yet. I didn't know there was any left that I hadn't read. Heaven Takes by Storm. Okay, writing it down. Okay, uh, let's see here. What? Where can our listeners find you? Okay, this is a really great one. Where can we find you guys? Well, hopefully not in jail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed on that Fingers one. Huh? <laughs> so you can definitely find us. You can definitely look us up on Facebook. Go to Guys with Bibles. Um, click to join the group. Um, there's some great discussion. Lee and Sean share their boring blogs on there. And, um, oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They're great. They're great. They're great. But anyway, yeah. So (laughs) they get a, they get to share their vlogs on there and then you can definitely add us on Instagram guys. Is it guys with Bibles? Yeah. It's guys. Is it it guys with Bibles? See, I'm getting this all right. So Scott never says these. So this is some good. No. And then, uh, (laughs) are we on, we're on Twitter, aren't we? Lee, we're on Twitter. Yeah. We're on Twitter. That's my barbecue. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're ever talking to anybody on Twitter, you're talking to Lee. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Now I know. Once in, once in a while, I'll tweet for Lee just to trick people. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not on Twitter. So. I'll get these replies to things I never wrote, and I'm like, how What's that happening happen? here? <laughs> what is going on? That's so great. That would be a yeah. really great prank for somebody. We just and then I then I yell Sean's Twitter name to the sky. Yeah, just hi, I'm Lee. I'm Gazzy Babs. I sound like Cartman. <laughs> I sound like Bane. That's who I sound like. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Where else can they find us, Sean? Oh gosh! You guys have a you have a website. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. guysWithBibles.com. Yeah, don't put .dot org. Oh, yeah, it's a doozy. Yeah, dot com. But we have. We have our our podcast feed on there as well, and our blogs are on the website. But you can also subscribe on iTunes. Basically, anywhere you can listen to podcasts, we're on there, and we're even on Spotify. Including Spotify now. now. Yeah, so Ooh, congratulations, guys! And y'all are on YouTube, which I found out today. I was really excited about. Yeah, I'm, I'm dabbling with YouTube, so it's. it's I didn't know we exist. Two more files places. to put on YouTube. <laughs> that is yeah, so we, funny. Listen, once we've been you guys starting to do get, some live videos too, like yeah. with the whole lockdown and everything. We've been trying mm-hmm. some live videos on Facebook. Yeah, I'll probably do some periscopes on Twitter too. Um, just to give that a shot. Well, I mean, that's how we started, and it, it now is as good a time as any to to try it again. I have a question about the interwebs for yes. uh, for tulips and honey. Okay, I have all the. Why is it so confusing to find you on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> What's with the dots? Okay, <laughs> so um, we just we we really wanted to emulate our um, hero in the faith, Dwayne Atkinson, how he puts dots between bars, you know, Hey, R. I'm kidding. We make, we, we make fun of him for that. So <laughs> he's going to see that and be like, wait, what? Cause he's, he, he said we should use dashes instead of the dots. And Becca was smart enough to point out, wait a minute, you have dots in the bar. So that's different. <laughs> oh, it's not different. Riedel. No, actually what happened was, um, so, so whenever I had my first, when I, when I first started podcasting, I just had a regular Instagram account. I just had, um, it under my name, but tulips and honey is taken by somebody who hasn't been on Instagram in years. <gasps> we can't, we can't get it from <laughs> squatters drive me nuts, right? Goodness. It's so wrong. What they are they even doing? If you, if you been, that is so wrong. It shouldn't anyway. Yep, no, I'm right there. I'll start that petition all day long. We can totally write it on there. But if you want to find... Get that on change.org. Yes! Hey, good idea. (laughs) That makes so much change in the world. Because I've signed a million of those and it's never done anything. (laughs) Back in my political days, I used to sign those until somebody was like, that's how the government monitors you. And I was like, never signing another one again. But yeah, anyways, I got saved. Um, but yeah, and of course you can find us on Twitter and Facebook and, and all the different podcasting platforms. And if you're listening to this, it's probably cause you already know all of that, but we're also on YouTube and, and you can click all the buttons. Our website is, uh, has nothing to do with tulips and honey. I need to fix that too. It's five solos dot online. And so I really should, I should really fix that. Anyways, I'm putting that down on my list of things I'll do in a few months. Fix website next thingy on our list what made you guys move on from the charismatic movement to reform theology did each of you guys start out in the charismatic or i mean sean you started out with catholicism i think that i think that was for you oh (laughs) (laughs) sorry it's even it's even color-coded boy it's i'm sorry it's late um well i i moved out of the um reformed i mean the the word of faith movement whenever i got saved um I had already been kind of being drawn away from it. My husband was asking a lot of questions that I didn't have any answers for. As soon as our daughter came along, he was like, wait a minute, things need to make sense because she's going to ask questions. And so the more he pushed, the more questions he asked, the the less things seemed to make sense. And, and so we had already sort of like 
made sure that we knew the prosperity gospel was awful. That wasn't something we wanted to have anything to do with, but there was still a lot of the word of faith stuff that I just didn't understand. And in uh, July 4th, 2015, somebody sent me a Paul Washer sermon and I had the gospel in it, explained what false conversion was. I knew I was a false convert and God graciously saved me. And it was instantaneous that anything that had to do with the word of faith, because I, I'm looking back the next day, July 5th happens, I wake up, all things are new. And I, and I just, I couldn't shake the thought that no one told me. I had never heard the gospel before. I was, I was marching my way happily to hell, following after all these idols. And no one had ever told me that you need to repent of your sins, that there's a holy God. And I didn't even understand sin. Like it was so bad in the churches that I, that I was attending that I thought, boy, it sure would have been nice if somebody else could have died instead of Jesus. Um, so it just seems like a shame mm-hmm. that like the best among us had to die. I literally had that little understanding of like what sin wow. was, why we needed a sacrifice, why there needed to be an atonement. And, um, and so the next day I, I remember just thinking all these people, Joyce Meyer, Joel Osteen, Creflo Dollar, I listened to them nonstop. No, no one, not once ever mentioned the gospel. None of the churches that I went to ever told me the gospel. I never heard about what sin was and that I needed to repent. So that's really how I ended up um, walking away from Word of Faith. And then I had uh, already been listening, of course, because somebody sent me Paul Washer. And he's you know linked, linked with some of these Reformed guys. And so I had already been listening to the Reformed guys, but I didn't really know what any of that language meant. And I saw somebody post about how Calvinists were not saved and they needed to hear the gospel. And I thought, well, I have a lot of friends. (laughs) I have so many friends that call themselves Calvinists. I need to look into this and see what's going on. And so I read Calvin's Institutes. If I'm going to figure out what Calvinism is, I want to hear it from Calvin. And, And I was like, there's nothing in here that's not biblical. What? And I wrote, I wrote post after post and blogging at this point. And every single time I reviewed another one of the books from Calvin's Institutes, at the end I had to say, I see nothing in here that is even remotely um, scandalous whatsoever. This is this is just scripture. And so at the end of that, I was like, okay, I guess I'm a Calvinist. I'm reformed now. Congratulations, <laughs> whoever wanted to, to stir me away from that. <laughs> yep. Oh, wanted you right to it. Yes, they did. Yeah, absolutely. And I would recommend anybody to read um, the Institutes. I know they have an abridged version that's kind of shorter, but um, I listened to they, it's a, it's a it's a free audio book. Like you can go to um, oh shucks, what's it called? There's a place online that you can listen to old audio books for free. Librivox, Librivox. There you go, Librivox.org or something to that nature. And that's where I got the Institutes in audio form, and and that was just like. It, it was so simple. Like it's just biblical. Like it, everything mm-hmm. in there was just, it was just biblical. And I was like, why are people fighting this? I don't understand. So that's how it happened for me. And, and uh, yeah. So what wow. made you guys move into reformed theology though? Um, mine was, we were going to a Wesleyan Arminian Nazarene church at the time. Um, I grew up in a Calvinist church. Um, which is known as Grace Chapel here in West Liberty. <clears throat> and uh, after I got out of the military, me and my wife, we decided to go to church. And um, we picked one that was very charismatic and uplifting. 20-minute um, sermons and you're out, you know. And they have the nice <laughs> fog machines, the lights, and the, the cool band, you know. And the coffee is in the back. and. You don't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. But after 
after listening to sermons and then realizing that, man, why am I coming here on Sunday? You know, and and then realizing that no one here reads their Bible. Not even not even us. We don't even read it. We just show up to these home group studies and talk about our feelings, you know? How did how did that verse make you feel? Well, oh, I don't think he, he cares about how oh, he makes you feel. So yeah. um we we started diving into Reformed theology. Um got into Calvin. Um he really just kind of fell in my lap. So I started reading his commentaries and uh, started debating the pastor and then ended up getting kicked out. And then oh, no. we, uh, we went back to my home church. So became Calvinist. Oh, wow. And that was pretty much hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> wow. That is fantastic. I can't believe they kicked you out. What, oh, Wesley, yeah. I mean, he was, he was friends with George. Come on, guys. Let's be a little bit friendlier than that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think he'd probably be pretty annoyed at the movement that took his name. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Spurgeon yeah. said that he was probably the most holiest man he's ever met. Right. I mean, that's got to say something. Right? That's why you know. I mean, he's very intelligent. I wrote a paper on Wesley, and uh, he's very intelligent. His theology's wacky, but mm-hmm. you know, so is a lot of guys. But right. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't recommend his theology, but I, I do think where they've taken it now, probably, like you said, would would really really be annoying to him. But so, uh, what about you, Lee? What what made you turn into uh, reformed Batman? Uh, <laughs> I uh, so I grew up in what I like to call Wesley world. So I grew up in a in a tiny little Wesleyan offshoot uh, denomination called the Church of Christ and Christian Union, um, which are based um, I think I could be wrong on this. I think they broke off from the Methodists. They were definitely more of like a Baptist type polity, but with all kind of the Wesleyan trappings. And so there were some people who were closer to like the sinless perfectionism kind of thing um, that I knew, but a majority of of, uh, the people I knew growing up were just sort of your nondescript evangelical. Faithful Christians and stuff, Arminians, but but really not, not even on a theological grounding to know what it meant to be an Arminian. So um, I grew up in that and I was, I grew up in Bible quizzing as well. So I was getting saturated with scripture constantly from the time I was 12 all the way to the time I graduated high school. And I left high school then graduated and went off to college. And when I went to college at Miami university, which is in Oxford, Ohio, not Florida. Um, everybody <laughs> stuff. It's not University of Miami. It's Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. Um, but when I was there, I kind of, I, I got connected with uh, some churches and some Bible study groups and decided I wanted to um, read the Bible without any preconceived notions, any filters, uh, and just see what happened. So um, every waking moment that I wasn't uh, either in class or studying for class or writing a paper or something, I was reading the Bible. I had like five or six highlighters and I was just highlighting my way through the Bible. And uh, one day um, before, this is before I read a single reformed book or listened to a reformed sermon or anything like that. Uh, I was reading Ephesians at a lunch table 
at the uh, one of the university dining halls and was reading Ephesians 2. And like I said before, when I got to Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, it, it kind of clicked for me that what I had thought was the truth about the Bible might have not been the full truth. Um, to, at that point, I really hadn't remembered even reading Ephesians before. I'd never heard an expository sermon before, and um, I was 21 at the time. And I'm like, well, some, I've missed out on something. And that yeah. that started me then in looking at a podcast because I was already reading a ton for school. So that's when I started li- listening to like Renewing Your Mind. And I had been listening to um, Steve Brown, actually, who's a Presbyterian. I don't listen to him much anymore, but. Um, he would. He definitely had Calvinistic leanings in his podcast, and I started getting on it slowly. But by the time I graduated, uh, which would have been 2012, I considered myself a Calvinist then, and then actually started reading uh, Reformed books and getting um, getting more confessional. Oh wow! So it's it, like it, a sense know, of loss for descri- you. Kind of. I think um, you missed out on it was on hard for me at time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was hard for me, especially when I entered the cage stage and I came <laughs> home from college and I, I like, ali- I didn't alienate all my family and friends, but I came close to it probably. And uh, it was, it was good to be done with the cage stage at that point. But um, it's definitely, I know some people have described it as like, almost like a second, uh, a second salvation which obviously isn't true, but right. it definitely felt like new light had shown on my heart, a, a new under, a greater understanding of what was going on in the Bible. Um, and right. I was grateful for that. That's so funny. Um, I'm pretty and sure now I'm just trying to re- I was insane. Whenever, whenever <laughs> I didn't even have a cage stage because by the time I got to, reformed theology i had already i had already freaked everybody out (laughs) i just was so excited i thought everybody would be as excited as i was but they were like what are you talking about you've been saved for years no 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 i was definitely not saved, but i am now let me tell you all about it and people were like maybe you should take a break maybe you should back up (laughs) and it's funny what you said before about like having never heard about sin when you were in the charismatic movement it was kind of the opposite for me because right. all we heard about was sin, and there was right. no sense of of perseverance in the faith at all. Like one one wrong thing that you might not even be aware of, and you'd be going to hell. And um, that was kind of one of the that was the one perseverance of the saints was like the doctrine of grace that stood out to me the most when I was an early Calvinist. Like that was actually what took me into Tulip, and then further on into the reformed theology is that you know i finally have some assurance i don't have to worry and bow and scrape and and do like the protestant version of uh penance you know to feel like i'm gonna go to heaven oh man there's definitely two two extremes to that that you see and actually after i got saved it's so ironic that you mentioned that i am so i was basically in you know anonomian and the no it's too late for that word. Um, I was in that, you know, <laughs> and basically anti-law situation. And I swung drastically into the other, other like extreme. And I wanted God's law to be all, all about my whole life. And I wanted to like follow the old Testament <laughs> laws. Mm-hmm. The, I wanted to do the feasts. I wanted to do this you know, the Shabbat. I, I mean, I was like, guys, we You're can't cook on Sunday. I was, yeah. So thankfully God is gracious. And it, it didn't take but a few months before, you know, he was like, no, no, 
It's okay, baby. We're going to go this other way, though. But God, God did not literally say that to me, just so anybody listening knows. I'm, I'm being, I'm being you got to download, Lauren. I did. You got to download. <laughs> no, I rebuke that. <laughs> but I was able to come out of that. And, and you know, it, it never hurts to be completely um, humiliated every now and then. Um, so, but that's great. Uh, what about you, Sean? Speaking of pitten and pitten, it's, it's too late for big words. How about you coming to reform theology? Oh, um, well, I, like I said before, I came from the Roman Catholic church. Um, that's all I ever knew. Um, which is the exact complete opposite of the spectrum of Scott and Lee. Um, which I think brings a cool, flavor to the group a little bit maybe that's just me trying to be cool i don't know but um, <laughs> you've got the mustache for that you don't need, yeah, you don't need anything else. yeah that's all i need <laughs> but um when i was a i think about a junior in high school so i was about 17 uh i decided i wanted to be a priest and uh i've been thinking about it for a while and so my my priest that i had uh he uh, suggested that I start studying now so I can really have a good foundation when I get into seminary. So I start studying, and I'm studying scripture. I, I mean, I, ha- I already had the catechism of the Catholic Church memorized, which is like this thick. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so um, and I, I get into scripture, and I start reading. And, and even with... Uh, the the Roman Catholic Bible, which has the Apocrypha in it, uh, which are great books to read. They're not inspired scripture, but right. they're really cool, like for historical context and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, even with that, I had a hard time coming to grips. I knew what the Catholic Church taught. Like I said, I, I, I knew the catechism back to front, and it just wasn't in scripture. And mm. I had a hard time reconciling the two. And after a lot of debates with my priest, um, he got pretty sick of seeing me. (laughs) (laughs) I decided seminary wasn't for me and I couldn't, I couldn't be a Catholic anymore. I couldn't, I couldn't reconcile the two. And, and my priest even said, you know, I I can't give you communion anymore, which is, which is heartbreaking for a Catholic because that's like the whole center of the mass. And, um, so I, I, as soon as he said that, I, I stopped going to church, um, not because I didn't want to. I just didn't know where to go. I knew nothing about what a Protestant church was. I knew nothing. Um, so I just, for maybe, I don't know, five to six months, I didn't go to church. Um, and I started, I was researching the whole time, trying to find a church. And I finally found a Lutheran church in the town that I lived which is, was Urbana, Ohio. And I started attending there after I figured out that the Lutheran church service, the divine service is very similar to a Roman Catholic mass. So I thought it would, you know, it would be an easy transition for me. And that's when I started reading Martin Luther and kind of got my foot in the door of Reformed theology. It wasn't all the way in, but it, it got my feet wet and uh while I was I I attended there for several for a few years and then I had met Scott 
on Facebook through a mutual friend. And after talking to him for, I don't know, how long did we talk, Scott? Like a month, probably? I think we debated for a month. Yeah, we, did, <laughs> we, we went back and forth for a while. And then he started sending me a Doctrine of Grace. And he was like, read this. Do you agree with it? I was like, well, yeah. There's nothing wrong in there. Total you depravity. Know? Yeah. I was like, uh, yeah, duh. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he sends me another one. He sends me another one. And wow. he was like, you're, you're basically a closet Calvinist. You just need right. to <laughs> embrace Congratulations, it. So, you're a Calvinist. So then he started, you know, telling me to read certain people, certain authors, and I, I would read them. And I am now a full-fledged Reformed Baptist. Oh, that's awesome. That's hey, so man. cool. Yes. Hey, so that is a, praise that is a very, Jesus. Very strange experience. <laughs> hallelujah. Scott, I'll that was a little real. bit of that anointing. That's right. Get your hands up there. <laughs> hallelujah. Um, I, don't, I don't mean to speak for the Holy Spirit, but I did hear that if you touch your screen right now and you're not a Calvinist, you will instantly become one. So you should, you should touch your screen. Okay. All the Shekinah glory. <laughs> I think it's. I think the whole episode is kind of shenan shenanigans. I'm really excited about your games, so though. Like, this is. I, I've been looking forward to this for like since you mentioned it to me in our messages because I'm really really excited about that. But I don't know if you know this game, Lauren, but I search the internet. I find some church signs that are real. They're ridiculous, but they're real. <laughs> and then I make up some and I mix them in. And then you have to. When I read you one, you have to tell me if it's real or fake, okay? Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. I've never played this game before, but I'm really, really excited. Okay, so I, I have I'm prepared. I think I have like 14 of them. So, 14? Uh, yeah, we don't have to use them all. You guys tell me when you're done. Okay, you know, let's whatever. do eight. Let's do eight. Like, eight? <laughs> that's such a, that's such a specific number. <laughs> I just had to make sure I had enough because I didn't know. Okay, let's do all fourteen. Let's go. No, it's fine. Okay, so so Lauren, here's your first one. Okay, Adam and Eve, the first people to not read the Apple terms and conditions. Wow, that one's a. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say that one's a real sign. It was. It's real. Yes. It's from St. Mark's Anglican Church. So. Oh wow, that's so bad. Right. That is. Oh, they're, they're, some of them are awful. All right, Scott. Uh, let's see here. Learn to slay the Goliaths in your life. Armor of God found here. <laughs> oh, my uh, word. Oh, yeah, this one's a, definitely a real one. <laughs> I made that up. You oh, no. Here. Wow. You were so dirty. You were so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought that one was real. I'll tell you what. Ooh, that Daniel. was good. good at it. <laughs> you are not Daniel. <laughs> you are not can I? Can I at least be Esther, though? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all the good Halloween costumes get taken every year. <laughs> Hang on. Is Esther a girl? <laughs> uh, yes. I hope so. Otherwise, there's a lot more wrong with that story. I've been thrown off this whole time. 
Okay, so is it Lauren's turn? I already lost track. It's me. I'm ready. Okay. Um, let's see here. We are praying and listening to the scientists. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. We are praying and listening to the scientists. That's it. We are praying and listening to the scientists. Okay. Interesting. Because I'm thinking, yeah, there's creation science science out there, right? Ah, this is a tough one. Theistic evolution, that's right. I'm, I'm going to say this one is a real one, but I really want to say that it's not. But I'm going to say it's real. Is it real? It's real. Yes! Uh, it's oh, from boy. Wesley United Church. Of course oh, it would no. be. Uh, of course. Man, I was this close. I was this close to saying that one was fake. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, Scott, this is a quote, but remember it was on a church sign. <laughs> or it should be on a church sign. Possibly on a church sign. <laughs> Possibly. Allegedly, it was on a church sign. Le allegedly. Okay. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Imagine there is no heaven. John Lennon. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. I'm going to fall for it. I know what I am. I can already feel it. God. It's from the Unitarian Universalist Church. <laughs> Lee, I have no idea what you said. I heard I heard Universalist Church. That's all yeah. I heard. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to say this is actually a real sign. That is fake. I, I just quoted. Oh, my goodness. I... No. <laughs> I'm going to reach through this Zoom. I'm going to reach through. I'm going to grab you like the coronavirus. <laughs> I thought for sure that one was going to be real. I didn't want I it did to too. be real, but I thought for sure it would be. That's crazy. Okay. Uh, All right, Lauren. All right. Tent revival next weekend. Spontaneous baptisms possible. Bring a towel. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. Ten. <laughs> Spontaneous baptism. Golly, these are a lot harder than I expected them to be. I could totally see a sign like that actually being in existence. But I'm going to I'm going to go just based on like the fact that you've given me two that were real. I'm going to say this one's fake. Just playing the numbers game at this point, she's counting good. my cards. She's good. You got another one right. Did I really? Oh my gosh, that's Scott's background. <laughs> oh man. Just hanging out with my man. <laughs> see God, can, can you out. line can you line your head up to where his hair is your background here? <laughs> no. Yeah, perfect. Oh. You're, that's it. <laughs> Leave girls get a dark thirty on us. <laughs> I told you guys that there's just something about the the green screen background that is that is terribly addictive. Oh, you got your Bible on your head. Yeah, now you're <laughs> now you're protected. Now you're protected. There you go. <laughs> okay, Scott, pay attention. 
gotta, you gotta use all that brain power from Todd White to help you answer this one correctly. All right. Scott, too hot to keep changing signs. Send bad, Jesus good, details inside. That one's real. Yeah, that's from, oh, this is, this hits home for me. Holy Trinity Roman Catholic Church. No way! Which doesn't sound like a Catholic church at all. That's, uh, it doesn't. I would not have guessed that. I would not have guessed that came from a Catholic uh, church. Wow. That is, that is very fascinating. Oh my goodness. God, you're sitting perfect. Don't move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Whose turn is it? Oh. It's me. Lauren, okay. A gay Christian is not an oxymoron. A hateful Christian most certainly is. Oh, that's got to be real. That's got to be real. Somebody that's somewhere real. believes that. Is it real? Yes, I knew it. Is Which that church put that nonsense up? Parkway United Church of Christ. Hmm. Now, if they, they had that opposite then you know that they would have had to take it down. There would have been protests and death threats because they worded it the way they did. I bet you they didn't get any kind of pushback at all. That's straight up nonsense. That's as bad as the Todd White background. (laughs) (laughs) Can he lengthen your leg while he's there? Like, just (laughs) (laughs) Look how long they are. There you go. (laughs) i'm so sorry okay whose turn is it now i'm so sorry i think it's scott he's he's losing terribly anyway i'm so sorry scott i'm not competitive either i'm so sorry two backgrounds so i maxed out my todd white background did you really oh that's terrible that's a shame okay Scott, Jesus lost his fight, so you wouldn't have to. <laughs> That's so bad. Oh my goodness. Heresy! <laughs> <laughs> Batman says that's heresy. Oh, buddy, 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 buddy. I'm going to say that's a real one. Nope, I made that up. Of course you would. Oh you are, my goodness. You are heresy ridden. I just I felt, said, bad. I felt bad writing it. You know? I would have thought that was for real. I thought that was 100% a real thing some church put on there. Wow. Poor Scott. Wow. Um, all right, that Lauren. Hit the, that hit me in the feels. <laughs> I'm right in the feels. All right, Lauren. God prefers kind atheists over hateful Christians. Ooh. Oh, gross. Hmm. Thinking, thinking. Does he now? I really want it to not be real. <laughs> I want that to be fake. I want it to be fake. But it sounds so real. It does, doesn't it? Oh, that's no, so I'm pathetic. It's so bad. Uh, let's see. Can you say it for me one more time? God prefers kind atheists over hateful Christians. I'm probably going to get this wrong, but I'm going to say that's real. It's real. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. I cannot believe that. I honestly. 
Um, it's no. from the Wontog Memorial Congregational Church. What does that even mean? What memorial? Oh wow, they're just making making names up and creating yeah. fake churches all over the place. That is crazy. God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel bad. I'm, uh, that I'm, I'm, I'm I can't believe that was actually real. I, I thought for sure that I was wanting that one to be fake. I really was hoping that that one would be fake. So I thought this one was hilarious, but Lauren, if you feel you need to cut it out. This isn't the first. Go. Is this that one? No, no. Uh, <laughs> but if you feel you need to cut it out, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued. Totally fine. Okay, so whose turn is it, Lauren? Scott. It's Scott. Okay. Good, good, Scott. hard one. Now. God spoke through an ass once. Who's to say he won't again? Come listen. <laughs> <laughs> that applies to all of the quotes that have been real so far, though. Oh gosh, I want this to be real. Please, <laughs> Lord. Please be real. I'm going with real. It's fake. I made it up. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> that was genius. It's actually part of a Martin Luther quote. Luther quote, yes. <laughs> right. I'm getting really good at this, you know? I'm very I'm disappointed. Impressed. I really wanted that one to be real. <laughs> it should be real. It definitely is. Accurate. Okay, so... I mean, if you guys want to keep going, you can. But at this point, Lauren is the winner. So this is the fun. This is the most fun game I've ever played. Oh my god! Five, five to one, you you won. So this is epic, Scott. We'll have to have a rematch because this is just way too much fun. Wow! I hey, love I'm not this, this good game. when I play Lee either. So. <laughs> but yep, that was the church sign game. So. Wow, I love that game. Thank you guys so much for letting me be a part of it. And thanks for collabing with us. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Lauren, for joining us. Thanks from Guys with Bibles. And we will see you guys later. We're out. Peace. Tell Lauren about how much grass we've been selling in Animal Crossing. <laughs> so situation grass. suggesting that you're selling grass would be inappropriate, but this is hilarious. In Animal Crossing. We are not reformed by any means. We are flaming Arminians. No. 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 Be not <laughs> Look at the time. Oh, no. uh, well, I guess... Hey, we know why Becca I decree that. and declare that we are reformed. Stop this negative confession, Scott. It's negative confession. Is this the Kenneth wow. Copeland episode we're doing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're, uh... That means we you all guys are going to repeat screen, after right? me. Okay, yeah. I'm ready. I'm totally ready. <laughs> I'm, I'm summoning the south wind because <laughs> I just ate some fried chicken. Blow it away. I ate some really greasy chicken uh, and I think the south snorted. wind really coming on. Are you okay? I'm <laughs> <laughs> trying to breathe. I'm okay, though. I'm okay. Whew, I lost right. it there for so a second. Who...
can totally edit that out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed that my, my Mac isn't plugged in. I'm sorry, guys. Let me plug that in really quickly. I literally have a charger. It's sitting right here. So that's not plugged in. Right. When I started reading the Institutes originally, <laughs> what the problem? Man down! We got a man down! What the problem? <laughs> get a man and get a man! Speak to me, Goose! <laughs> I can't wait to put that in the bumpers! <laughs> Scott! Fall for Jesus. Yes, <laughs> Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm crying. So bad. I know, right? This is so bad. You, you can you can make a cake tomorrow. I heard you can have ice cream. Yeah, right down the recipe. You shut your mouth. That you can. Yeah, I'm. Did you see that mom look right there? I saw it was predestined. <laughs> I, I thought you might. I don't know. No. Okay. Well, you can do that. That's totally fine. You have welcome. a hot fudge Sunday. You deserve it. <laughs> Thank goodness for headphones. <laughs> 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 she didn't hear any of that. <laughs> she totally would have gone and had ice cream. <laughs> Your friend said I could. I'm wearing my game mask next time I'm on Zoom. There you go. <laughs> You've only adopted the Reformation. Swear <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry> to me! Started <laughs> with that on your face. It's That's so much better thing. with the Pokemon shirt, too. Like, <laughs> Any chance I had it, a good reformed girl is gone now. <laughs> Even the Holy Spirit doesn't like this. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but Lee's, his, his yeah, actual Lee is, footage is... I think yeah. Lee is speaking in tongues. Yes. <laughs> it's about a Honda. <laughs> 